Welcome, everybody. This is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my very good friend, Father Richard Heilman. And tonight, we've got back. It's been six months, Dan, I think, since we've had What the heck? Dr. Dan Schneider. Everybody, the crowd is cheering. They love this man. Good to have you. you. Thanks for having me back. Well, let's get everything started off the right way. We start off with some prayer. Father, we leave that to you. Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank everybody out there who supports the U.S. Grace Wars podcast. We cannot do this without you. Your prayers, your comments always mean everything to us. Please keep them coming and know that you're in our prayers. And we want to thank those of you who support us through the Patreon program. It's a great way to help us financially. A few dollars from a lot of people goes a long way. And that is something that means so much to us. It allows us to do exactly this, pay the bills and keep this message out, get it out further, reach as many hearts, lives, souls as possible. So we thank you for that. Those of you interested in supporting through the Patreon program, you can find a link in the description below. Click on it. Please say a prayer about it. And we appreciate all the help you can give us. And also don't forget to check us out in the official U.S. Grace Force gear page. We also there have t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, all kinds of great stuff, good messages, Great way to evangelize and also a great way to help support the work that we do. So we thank you for that. If you go check out and get yourself a couple of nice little apparel items, some swag, I think they call it, and help evangelize to the world as you go about your day. Tonight, we've got with us one of our favorite cohorts in evangelization. Uh, I was going to say crime, but that's really not what we're doing here. So, (laughs) But we've got education, evangelization, education, fellow cohort here. Dr. Dan Schneider, Dan, it is great to have you back. You've been all over the place lately. You're 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 kind of uh, you're kind of uh, got that traveling bone. Where where you been? What you been doing? Yeah, I've just been speaking at various events. Um, you know, given I gave a men's retreat in, in Southern California. I spoke at a men's conference in Portland. I spoke at a, a parish in Dallas um, last week. Two weeks ago, I was in Tampa, Florida. Uh, uh, and then um, North Carolina next week, I'm going to doing a parish mission in West Virginia, Weirton, West Virginia. Um, and then March, then my life gets really busy in March. So um, we got our annual training for our priest uh, exorcist and their teams uh, for Libra Cristo that's coming up. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm, I'm, you know, the book, we're still, still promoting the book, the book still, you know, that's still, um, still selling and it's sold out again a second time. And I'm also got a follow-up book that I'm trying to find time to write. I've got classes that I'm teaching at Franciscan university. So you were in Germany recently too, right? Not yeah. I was in Germany last summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I was in Germany and I'm going to England in a few months to present an academic conference there on the priesthood. Mm-hmm. So I've got, uh, got my plate full. What's the book again, if you could, before we go further, uh, show us the book. Do you have it on hand there? Yeah, 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 it's the uh, the Libra Cristo method, a manual yeah. for spiritual combat. Nice. It's uh, it's a it's a solutions book. It's not a book about problems. It's a book about solutions. There's a lot of books about there and podcasts out there with all the problems in the world. And we all know that the the, the devil is becoming very bold and emboldened in his work and very overt. 
This book is a walks you through 12 lessons on how to identify evil influence in your life, how to do, how to do really uh, direct combat um, and utilize the weapons and tools that the Roman Catholic faith has given us to, to do effective spiritual combat and ultimately grow in holiness. We'll have yes. a, and I'm sorry, Father, real quick, we'll have a link to the book and for people who want to get in touch with Dan, because Dan would like to travel a lot more. I understand, yeah. Dan, you're a big fan. I'm, kidding. I'm a I huge fan. I like, I like getting on an airplane as much as everybody. So, yeah, it's uh, it's oh, it's no. penance. It's we offer, you know, it's tough to offer up. Uh, can you remind uh, our viewers, you know, your background there, your military mm -hmm. background? Yeah. So in the book, I, I, I was trying to figure out how to 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 make the you know it had to it had to pass father ripperger's peer review for the, his introduction it had to a thomist and i'm not a thomist i'm a biblical scholar a, a thomist had to do the nihil obstat so i could get the 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 imprimatur uh from my bishop so and i had to make it readable for the average guy to pick it up and go yeah this makes sense so i was i was uh i was going through my old army box uh, for whatever reason cleaning my garage out that time of the year and i was looking at my old army box and i found my my old ranger handbook and the front of the Ranger handbook says, not for the weak or faint, faint hearted. And so I thought, that's it. And I opened it up and it said every Ranger, the very first rule, Rogers rules for Rangers, uh, what is uh, the standing order number one, or the first rule for Rangers is every rule, every Ranger is, is uh, bound by the rules and articles of war. And this is the guerrilla warfare uh, um, still to this day uh, manual for, for guerrilla warfare. And I realized, yeah, that's it. So I kind of tied in a lot of my military background. I was actually, a, um, I was, a, you know, I went through Army Airborne uh, uh, Paratrooper School, all of those sort of cool schools. I had all the patches and all that stuff. But, uh, but I ultimately, I was a helicopter pilot. I flew in the 1st Cavalry Division. I was a Cav Scout uh, pilot, and I flew Cobra uh, attack helicopters and uh, also the, the old Huey lift helicopters as well, what we trained in. I flew those as well. So I was a I was a helicopter pilot and uh, a scav, a, a cav scout and and um, um, went right out of right out of college and ROTC. I went to undergraduate at Notre Dame and went through ROTC right to Airborne Ranger Air Assault Flight School in Iraq. So I mm -hmm. spent the first, I don't know, 18 months of my my time as a military officer sleeping on the ground or on a cot. So, so it kind of forms you as a young man when you, when you, you know, I think I turned 20, I, I was 23 when I got to Iraq. So um, those are really formative, formative experiences that I really pushed away. didn't really think about it for many years. And then I started, you know, for the last 10 years, I've been working spiritual combat and I realized, Hey, war is war. The principles that we learned in, in, in physical combat, those principles apply. And the enemy's just as good of a tactician, strategist. He's doing all these things, but in a cosmic, preternatural realm. But we have to learn the rules of engagement if we want to successfully fight and come back victorious and get our crown, the crown uh, that awaits us in heaven. Yeah. yeah, That's why I love having you on here, Dan, because I, I, you have that base knowledge of physical warfare that, uh, and I agree with you, that it, that uh, it really feeds our understanding of spiritual warfare. And it's, it's, it's not all that different. Um, and so I, I, that's why I count you as one of the leading experts in, in spiritual combat. So thank you. Thank you for being here again. It's awesome. Thank you, Father. It's always a pleasure. Always. The title we went with uh, here, Dan, I think um, I, we really, especially this podcast is coming out on Ash Wednesday, beginning of Lent. And we've got a lot happening in the world. There are a lot of signs of the times. There's a lot of prophecies that are out there. And a lot of very valid 
church approved prophecies from the past that seem to be unfolding. I think you earlier today you were saying, you know, we were talking on the phone about this, is that we're kind of living in this time of Fatima. We're living in a time of Fatima and Akita and just all these these pieces of of Our Lady's puzzle that have come to the world. A lot of private things are happening for people. Obviously, they have to be discerned and vetted very carefully. But um, the perseverance piece is something that in light of all the prophecies that are going on, there's something about that perseverance. And, and Father and I always like to turn to you when this type of topic comes up about perseverance, because as you just explained, all your military training and even the education you've gone through in working with Father Ripperger, speak a little bit about the importance of perseverance. And you know, obviously, we're going to get into things like how trials help build that perseverance. You know, I, a quick analogy would be, you know, all my years of weightlifting, you know, I've started working out when I was 12 and I'm 59 now. So I've been working out a long time. Okay. 47 years roughly here now. Okay. Um, lifting weights. That is literally hundreds of thousands of repetitions um, in a weight room, sometimes for competing in powerlifting when I was a younger man. And now it's a lot of maintenance and a lot of just, you know, general strength training strides to stay healthy and strong and all. But there's no substitute for getting strong other than the resistance training, all right? Physically, like you, you can take steroid shots. I've never touched steroids in my life. There are some guys, women, men who might take, you know, human growth hormones. You know, there's all kinds of shortcuts that people look for is the point. And they get caught up sometimes in the shortcuts of physical training. Um, and really age old is you got to pick up, if you're going to get, if you're going to develop muscular strength and so forth, you've got to pick up something heavy. There has to be a resistance in there. Um, Father, you're lifting weights regularly. You're in your sixties. You're out there, you know, every week you're out there, what, two, three times, I think hitting the weights with your buddy out there. Um, and there's just no, no way to escape the reality of the need for that resistance training and the perseverance that goes with it. Dan, with what we're seeing in the world today, a lot of prophecies out there that are really waking us up and, and for good reason. And there's a lot of very powerful, legitimate prophecies out there. But where the perseverance comes in and the day-to-day -day grind, the day-to-day -day hammering it out, give us a little breakdown of what you see and why it's so important to not miss the reps, so to speak, when it comes to de developing that perseverance in the times, the time, because the times are very troubling in many ways. Um, What's your breakdown of all that? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one 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 military prophecy, so to speak, from from Chester Chesty Polder, who was a famous Marine general. Yeah. He was in World War no, it was Korea. They asked him, uh, uh, "What's your situation?" And he answers back, "Our situation, we're surrounded." That simplifies the problem. That means no matter what direction we shoot, we hit one of them. So, so this is kind of the situation that we're at as, as the church militant. We're surrounded. That simplifies the problem. So, so we're really in a very interesting time. Again, as you, as you say, the time of, of Fatima, uh, of, of, of uh, Our Lady of Akita, uh, uh, times where Our Lady has been, has been in approved apparitions uh, warning us about, about per, you know, the perseverance in the Catholic faith. Um, one of the things uh, I remember when Pope, John Paul II, um, well, Cardinal Ratzinger at the time was the CDF, the director of CDF, and he, he was asked, why doesn't the Holy Father do a do a, a an encyclical on the Marian, modern Marian message? And uh, Cardinal Ratzinger's response was to do, a, uh, to do an encyclical on the message of the Virgin Mary in the modern times is to do an encyclical on the gospel. 
because what she, if you really boil down her her message of and her of approved message, it's one of return to the Catholic faith, return to some of the harder parts of the Roman Catholic faith: prayer, fasting, discipline, uh, penance. Uh, um, um, return to the sacraments everywhere she goes. She's either teaching or praying the rosary or calling for the rosary, calling for repentance, calling for uh, uh, mat, you know, mass, going to, to mass. This is the message, and this is basic soldiering. This is what I noticed when, when you know, er, everybody wants to be a Green Beret, and now it's popular, the Navy SEALs and SEAL Team 6, and all these guys have their cool podcasts, and they're cool guys. But but they don't understand that every single one of these deep operators that do the, the Rangers, the special op guys, the, the you know, my field, it was Task Force 160. These are the guys that flew the Delta Force and the Task Force 160 and, and, and uh, the Navy SEALs. This this is the elite operation flight wing of these guys. Everybody wants to be in those units, but they don't realize how the, the work that's involved. Everyone that's that's a high level operator is also very extremely proficient and has perfected the basic soldiering task task. And so, and it all seems like a good idea. You know, I, I was really excited as a young man. I can't wait to get in combat. I want to get the combat patch, you know, uh, someday I'm going to tell the story. There I was upside down and inverted, you know, air medals dangling in my face. You know, and the first time you hear that the, the rounds coming by, you hear you hear the enemy's mortar or rounds firing by you and you see the explosions in the distance. You're like, whoa, yeah, I think I want to go home now. You know, it's, it didn't it seemed like a good idea at the time. But a soldier grinds it out. One of my favorite verses of, of, of Scripture is Second Timothy 2, 3. Um, Paul tells Timothy, share your a uh, bear your share of the hardship along with me, like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. To satisfy the one who recruited him, a soldier doesn't become entangled in the business affairs of life. There's a lot packed in there today for the church militant. There's a lot in there. Uh, um, to be a good soldier, the word he uses means virtuous, right? Not just the basic task, but he's talking about the kind of soldier of Christ is a virtuous man, you know, or a virtuous woman growing in, in that virtue. St. Teresa talked about, uh, told her daughters nowhere. She says, she says, I want you to be Barbada, you know, like not even more than you, Doug. I mean, a big old Chris Kyle, Navy SEAL beard, a rugged beard. As she saw these soldiers coming off campaign, I want you to be Barbada, bearded is the Spanish word, Barbada, in pursuit of virtue. She says, I, I don't want you to be effeminate, right? I want you to be so barbada, so manly in the pursuit of virtue that you scare men, that you frighten the men. Espantan los hombres, that she says in Spanish, that you terrify men because of your pursuit of virtue. So this is not just a man thing. It's a soldiering thing for men and women. Um, and we do that by, by growing in virtue and not getting entangled, enmeshed into the, 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 the dealings of everyday life uh, and entangled with that. So what does that mean? A soldier is detached. You know, when I was a soldier, it was like, what's your opinion of, of this or that president or this or that? I don't know. I don't have opinion. I'm an officer. I'm not, I'm not political. And we get drawn into all the, these things that are going on in the church and in the world, and we lose sight of the fact that we need to grind out in perseverance uh, uh, um, the daily grind of the Catholic faith, which includes prayer, mass, confession, small sacrifices, etc. This is a good time to look at Lent and say, how can I become a better soldier for Christ like St. Paul calls Timothy to do?
Dan, you know, I, I was listening to you and I'm thinking of uh, our present time right now, this moment in history, how, uh, and the devil uses many tactics, many strategies, but one of them is to emasculate men in our time and to feminize men. And I see it in the church too, the spiritual leaders, the feminization of, of spiritual leaders where, you know, if if you stand up and you fight against evil, then you are a threat and you must be put down because you're divisive or whatever. Um, and, and, and if, and if you offend somebody who is in the business basically of offending God, uh, that, that, that's, that's a person that should, uh, should be punished, should be persecuted for doing that. You see defund the police, you see words like patriarchal, uh, all of this to, to that, this feminization of men. And, and you were talking about your background, of course, you know, you were, uh, a helicopter pilot. I, I, I worked hard and uh, was an all-state football player in my time. So people who are watching the po podcast, if you're looking for, you know, guys that uh, are into all the emasculation of men, uh, you can click us off right now because we're not going to go there. And I, I actually, uh, we're recording the day after the Super Bowl, so I have to bring in the guy that that the Super Bowl trophy is named after is Vince Lombardi, and uh, he said he said this: I derive my strength. From daily mass and communion he was a daily mass goer and he actually served the mass most times that he went there and uh, that was during the the um uh the traditional latin mass back in those days but here's a great here's a quote uh from vince Lombardi that i love sharing he said this and in truth i've never known a man worth his salt when the long run deep down in his heart didn't appreciate the grind the discipline there's something in good men that really yearns for discipline and the harsh reality of head-to-head -head combat. I don't say these things because I believe in the brute nature of men or that men must be brutalized to be combative. I believe in God, and I believe in human decency. But I firmly believe that any man's finest hour, his greatest fulfillment of all he holds dear, is that moment when he has worked his heart out on a good cause and lies exhausted on the field of battle victorious. I, it might be my favorite quote of all time. That's it. We all just need to knock out tw 20 push-ups right now. Cause that's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's smash mouth, you know, yep, yeah. yep. that's smash mouth right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I want to follow up with his son, Vince Lombardi Jr. wrote a book called what it takes to be number one. And he said this, we live in a time when authority is questioned. Gratification is instant. Morals are relative. Ethics are situational. And the truth is apparently what we decided is. We lead lives of comfort and ease, and as a result, we've lost our hunger to lead and to achieve. Today, fewer people are willing to make the sacrifices that are necessary to become a leader. Yeah, we're living in this historical moment. Uh, I call it like this namby-pamby, uh, everyone gets a trophy uh, time that we're living in right now. And St. Paul was the one, don't you know all the runners in the race run so as to win? So. Uh, so they, they run to get the prize. So he said, run in such a way to get the prize. I think back um, to my time when I was playing football and I would look over at guys who were on the sidelines and, um, and a lot of them, they were there just because they liked the Jersey, uh, but they didn't want to work at it. And I, I just, I didn't get that. I didn't understand that. And I think we, you know, to apply that then to our faith, you know, are, are we doing it for, you know, an image that we want, that we can count ourselves as Catholic, you know, build our brand, so to speak, or are we willing 
to work hard as St. Paul wants us to. You know, I, I, he says, I strike a blow to my body and make it a slave so that I can, uh, after that I, I preach, I myself might not be disqualified for the prize. You know, th this is a guy that's saying, we need to strive. We need to strive. And, and um, you know, here's another Vince Lombardi quote, you'll never be perfect, but if you chase perfection, you'll catch excellence. So here we are, and this this podcast is being recorded before uh, Ash Wednesday, but it goes up on, on Ash Wednesday. We're beginning Lent. Isn't this, uh, Dan, isn't this our time to enter into training camp? I mean, when you boil it all down, isn't that what this is about? And and you 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 talk about that one reading, um, I think from James, where um, the when we when we face our trials with perseverance, we become perfected perfected in our perseverance. Perseverance to what? To 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 face the temptations of our lives, to not let things or people rule us. And I think that's the battle in this historic moment right now, that that there are oppressors, tyrants that are saying they're weak. It's our time. We're moving in, and we're going to change the way you believe. We're going to make you do things that you never thought you would do before. And and uh, a lot of us aren't ready. Why? Because we didn't perfect our perseverance. You know, we didn't work at it. We didn't strive uh, to to chase perfection and catch excellence. Um, this is a this is our time, isn't it? I, I just believe I I believe twenty twenty four is an historical moment. I, I really do. I, I think um, you could throw in the election year. I don't know what they're going to do, but if they do what they did in the past, it's going to get crazy. And are we ready? Are we ready for that? And that's just one example. But a lot of people feel like something's coming. Why? Because we feel this infiltration of evil right now. That's that's like the Ottoman Turks of 1571 in the Battle of Lepanto. They, they said, this is our time. Christianity is weak. We're going to take it out. We're going to deal the last blow. And so what are we going to do? Okay. So Dan, going into this Lent, what's your feeling? I mean, do, do you feel like maybe more than every other time? That's what I believe. But, um, but maybe more than any other time that it's our time to enter into that strict uh, training um, during the sentence season? It is. I think, I think the, 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 you know, the, the, what is it? Esther, and uh, um, her uncle Mordecai said, you were born for such a time as this. Yes. And, and each one of us, God has placed us here for this reason and this family and this city, this state, this country to to do battle. Right. The catechism, uh, I think it's number 89, says that all of all of man's history is one of dour combat with the yep. forces of evil going all the way back to the beginning of time. So from the very beginning of time, when man was created, dour combat for us. And so, so what are we going to do with that? First of all, one of the things uh, from the, if you remember the movie, the nefarious came out, I thought it was a, was a really, really well done movie by a couple of Catholic producers. And one, one thing that really stuck with me in that movie, and I got to meet the guy, the, the actor and the directors, uh, good guys. And uh, one scene, the devil looked at the atheist and says, you guys are losing. You guys are losing. And the atheist says, I didn't know that we were in a battle. And the, the, de the devil says, well, and that's why you're losing. You yeah. know? So we're going into Lent. I'm going to give one more, two more Vince Lombardi quotes. One oh. is, it was after a losing season. You'll, you'll be able to correct me um, uh, uh, where I'm off here. But it was after a losing season. He starts off 
the, the next season with holding up a football and says, gentlemen, this is a football, right? And then he says, winning is a habit. Unfortunately, so is losing. Mm. Vice and virtue are the same are the same thing in, in the sense that they are both repeated actions. They're both habits. And so going into Lent, you have uh, an opportunity to reset. You have an opportunity to start militating against those things that have crept up, those things that the little softness, right? The, 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 the extra long showers, the hot water in your shower, other things that you use for comfort. It's time to mortify those lower, those lower things right. as a spiritual offering. Um, St. Paul says, um, make yourself a living sacrifice, right? Uh, your, 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 make of your body a living sacrifice, your spiritual offering, holy and pleasing to God. When, Vin, when when Julius Caesar would stand up before his before his legionaries before combat, he would say, "Men, be virtus, right? Virtus, which means manly courage in in battle. That's what virtus. And inside the word virtus, you see the word vir, right? The Latin word for man. So to be human is to be virtuous, is to is to live a life of virtue. Saint Irenaeus said that the glory of man." Is the, the the glory of God is the, the the glory of man is the vision of God and the glory of God is man fully alive. What does he mean by that? Fully alive in Christ, right? Living a life of virtue. This is this is starting over. So so if Vince Lombardi were here today, he would say to us, gentlemen and ladies, this is Roman Catholicism. This is a cross. This is holy water. This is fasting. This is called mortification. This is called daily mass. Go back to those basics because this is where the battle is won. We all want the ranger tab. We all want to have the cool camo on the face and we want to have the cool stories, right? But we got to start by soldiering up and going back to the very basics. And this is what St. Paul is talking about when he tells Timothy, bear your share of the hardship with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and Dan, it's the same concept when it comes to health in general. And, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this, too. I mean, it just draws another comparison that, you know, there are people out there that want to put makeup on something. And I'm just speaking in general terms here. So let's don't get I don't want anybody to be offended by this, but they want to put makeup on something, but not take care of what's under the makeup. They want to put, you know, dress it up to look good on the outside, but the inside isn't being taken care of. You know, the diet, the conditioning. Mm -hmm. Bone structure, for example, in order for bones to remain dense as we get older, the bones need resistance. And this goes again back to the scripture about trials. And I forget we talked before, um, the passage escapes me about, about suffering produces endurance and endurance mm. produces and such and gets to hope. And hope is is not lost. I mean, hope does not disappoint. Hope yeah. does disappoint. Thank you. That's five. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Trials um, produce endurance. Trials produce endurance, right? Yeah, endurance. What, what's the whole? What's that whole passage? You have it on hand there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Romans, Romans chapter five. Okay. All right, let me get to it. Because I think this speaks a lot to what we're talking about here. It gets very. Yeah, and, and Paul also says anyone who wishes to re live religiously in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. Hmm. Everyone, he says, not just some guys. If this, this is St. Paul's way of saying in military jargon, welcome to the suck. The mm -hmm. suck is the grind, the the, yeah. the the grind out, the rain, the mud, 
the backpack that's digging into your back, right? Mm -hmm. The your feet that are rubbed raw. This is the grind, right? This is this is part of the Christian faith. Jesus mm -hmm. says, he says, he puts three conditions on discipleship. He says, if you wish to be my disciple, there's three things. And these things are ongoing and continuous. If you want to be an ongoing, continuous disciple, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. We've lost that. We need to get back to that. If you want to be a football player, this is what it takes, right? Yeah. Here's what he says in Romans 5. Um, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace through God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith to his grace in which we stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. No, not only that, we even boast in our afflictions, knowing that afflictions produce uh, um, endurance, endurance, proven character, proven character, hope. And hope doesn't disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. So yeah. you see the progression, right? And uh, affliction, endurance, proven character, hope. So this again, this is this is you know no pain, no gain. Like you know the old saying and the, the gym rats would always say, no pain, no gain. You know it's yeah. it's got you got to do the work. You got to do the work, and it isn't. Pelagian that all oh, no we we you know you're trying to work and 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 work your way into heaven no we're only doing what Christ has asked us to do right mortify the body the, the Saint Paul says elsewhere in Colossians I, I I have died right and Christ is now risen in me no longer I but Christ who lives within me in Galatians we we have all this terminology of putting the death putting to death the old man so that Christ may fully come alive in us. And so, that's what's going to convert the world. So then, Dan, do you see the connection between, let me finish up with this, then the connection between the prophecies that are out there in the world. And as we said, and Father Chris Alar said this, I think a couple episodes ago, that, that all these prophecies of warnings and chastisements and trials and such um, begin with the word if. Like Our Lady keeps saying, if you don't, do what you're describing, it sounds like. Grind it out. Work hard. Take that resistance. Grow in that virtue. If you don't do these things, repent in the process of all of this, of course. Then we're going to be hit with these things. Because I think some people will get carried away sometimes with, with misunderstanding that the grounded root of what she's getting at is always we each have to look in the mirror, literally and figuratively. And I think a lot of people do this, but I think that it can be easy to sometimes be lost on, like, I want the steroid shot. I want to take the growth hormone. I don't want to do the thousands of reps that get old. It's hard to do sometimes, but I know that that's where the progress comes from. And that's where the progress, you know, that's where I get the success and the victories. Do you see that with regards to, you know, the prophecies that we've got, the need for perseverance, just to kind of help people understand that these warnings that we're getting if we dig into these pieces that you're talking about, we can improve our chances or at least mitigate some of these chastisements, can't we? Yes. I mean, that's that's certainly consistent with the message, uh, the, the, the various approved message over the last 150 years. Um, if you if you if my people repent, you know. Um, this is Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. Jonah three ten. When God saw their deeds, they turned 
from their wicked ways. Then God relented concerning their calamity, which he had declared he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Jeremiah, God says, if that nation which I have spoken uh, of which I've against which I've spoken turns from its evil, I will relent concerning the calamity and plan that I planned on bringing on it. Um, so oh, again and again and again, God is calling us to to live holy lives, to live to live to repent, do penance, pray. He says it right here in Chronicles, Second Chronicles seventeen. If they humble themselves, they pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. This is this is the Mary. If you really look at the the modern message of the Blessed Mother, um, from from Lords to Fatima to to the, some of the lesser known ones, Quito, uh, 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 um, uh, um, some of the ones in um, Our Lady of All Nations, and Barang, Belgium, um, other places. The message is that humble yourself, pray, seek the seek God's face, turn from our ways. This is a message that our, that God is giving us from heaven, and we need to wake up and realize we're living in these times. We were born for such a time as this. God is giving this opportunity because don't forget where Saint Paul says, uh, as Saint Paul says in Romans, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So yeah, there's we're living a time of grave sin. We're living a time of great apostasy, but at the same time, with this grave sin and a grave apostasy abounds. Their grace abounds all the more. And so, so this is a time, if you ever said, I want to be a saint, now you want to be born in a time like this because mm -hmm. God is offering great graces to the mystical body to help bring about a renewed, a renewed earth, to bring about the, the triumph of the Immaculate Heart, to bring about the triumph of, of Our Lady in these end times, in these in crazy times. Who knows if they're end times, but they're certainly troublesome and tumultuous times. You know, we've been talking about how uh, we become perfected in our perseverance by facing the trials uh, in our lives. Uh, and again, we were using that 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 image of you know resistance training, like you do in the in the gym. And uh, but but for some reason, I've been thinking about this particular scripture passage as as you've been talking about this. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to do it by memory. Uh, Jesus said, "Come to me." All you who are weary and find life burdensome, and you'll find rest for your souls. Learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your soul. I I, I think I butchered a little bit, but it, but the point is, uh, learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. I I, I had to uh, mature in my understanding of that scripture passage over the years, but I've come to understand this. And here I'll use the image again of weightlifting. I was doing pull downs this morning, and um, and there's there's the amount of weight that I'm using, and it was hard at first, but I decided to get up and add more weight to that because it was too easy. Okay, after I had doing it, been doing it for a time, I really think that's what Jesus is getting at. Learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. My yoke is easy and my burden light. It's not because he's not going to ask us to do a lot. He, and here's here's the point I'm trying to make. It's that once we get to a place of strength, spiritual strength, okay, where we're in love with the Lord and we're doing it precisely his way. That's what meek means. I always like to point out at this point where meek is the word used often for wild horses who are trained to stop at the tap of the rider's heel when they're, when they're galloping. They're brought down wild from the, the mountains, but they be, they say they become meat. 
Okay. But in in the image there is the the horse is going, okay, there's the tap of the heel. Of course I stop. Of course I stop. See, when we get to that place, right, Dan, where, you know, doing the will of God and wanting to please God and wanting to do what's right and do what's good and what's holy, at some point, you're, you're, you pressed into, you persevered so much that you get to a point where you use those two words, of course. Of course I do this. Of course right. I don't lie. Of course I don't damage that person's reputation. Of course I take care of that person that, that's in need over there. It, and it's easy. My yoke is easy, my burden light. Because why? Because we become meat. We're doing it precisely the way that God wants us to do. Now, sometimes that'll be tough getting there, all right? Sometimes that'll be tough getting there. I, I can remember there was a point where I found a pizza place that I loved and I hate cooking, and I started ordering pizza. Well, I was almost like addicted to this stuff. You know, I'd, I'd order it like four or five times a week. Well, like 60, 70, 80 pounds later, you know, I decided, no, I got I to gotta get off of this. And uh, it was hard. It was hard getting off. But you know what? I don't want anything to do with it right now. It's easy now. Do you see what I'm saying? So I, I, I think when we're talking about, uh, and I'd like your opinion on this, Dan, when we're talking about entering into a time of spiritual strength training, which I believe Lent is, that, yeah, some of the things might be hard. Maybe you're going to want to give up smoking or something or give up candy or or whatever during that time. It's going to be hard initially. But you know what? There's going to come a time where you're going to go, of course, I can't have that cigarette. Of course, I can't have that candy bar. Uh, or, of course, I can't have that pizza delivered to me like I did. Um, by the way, I got all that 60, 70 pounds off of me, but... Uh, but that was uh, that was hard too. But but now it's now it's easy. But Dan, do you think that's what he meant, Jesus, when he said, "Come to me"? Oh, first of all, all you who are weary and find light, burdensome. Because I think too, when we're attached to stuff, you know, when, when we're which keeps us attached, they're like idols. They're, they're we're attached to them over, overriding God, more importantly than God, um, and we find life weary and burdensome when we're, we're in that place. But don't you think, Dan, that that um, that in that particular scripture passage, that that's what Jesus was getting at. You know, he wants us to find the life that is meek and humble, that that just says, of course, God, you want it that way? Big smile on your face? Of course I can do it. And you know what? It's easy. What do you think, Dan? About what I just yeah, said? It's, it's spot on, Father. I was thinking as you were talking, as you were reading that scripture, I was thinking of the Greek word and what it means, um, meekness. And it means exactly what you're saying. It's literally power under control. Yes. Power under control, like a horse. That right. horse could stomp you. And I've had I've had horses. I actually call them my money makers because you you go broke with a horse. If you ever had any horses, you know. But they're powerful creatures. Yeah. But they're under control. They're yep. they're able to be led. Yep. And and so and think about this and 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 um and and the Pentateuch. Um, I think it's in Exodus. It says that. And Moses was the meekest man on all the earth. Nice. Moses was the, you know, if you do say so yourself, Moses, right? Yeah. The meekest man of all the earth. What does this mean? Power under control. Moses had the power of God in yes. his hand. At his command, the entire army of, of the Egyptians was, was yes. destroyed. That is meekness. That is power under control. And you're right. It's, it's, and it isn't just the, the, the distinction we have in tradition. It isn't just the surrender 
of the will because you can you can still surrender your will and be uncontrolled and in, in you know and uncontrollable right you can surrender just out of fear just out of a fear of chastisement but conformity conformity that's the word I've, uh, in tradition i've got the the book over here it's yes. a great book um trustful surrender to divine providence blessed yes. claude de colombier or saint claude de colombier um it says trustful surrender but the entire book is about conformity because everything that happens to us is completely 100% under God's providential. God allows everything to happen to us so that we can use every ounce and uh, everything that happens to us throughout our day. And Father, do as I say and not as I do. I have my days and good days and bad days. Right. You know, we all do. Uh, um, but allowing that we can mine out all the grace possible of every situation. This is, again, another great saint that we can look to for this is St. Therese of Lisieux. I know you have devotion, great devotion to her. You know, she's got a, a great book of, of her about her is called uh, With Empty Hands. Um, a Carmelite priest, I forget the author, really unpacks the, the spiritual doctrine of St. Therese, this doctrine of spiritual littleness. You know, and what she says, uh, she builds her entire doctrine of spiritual littleness, the little way. It isn't about being it isn't about being simple. And, you know, it is about that. But it's based on Proverbs 9, 4. Let he who is simple enter here is what it says in our in our English version. But the trans but the Latin uh, uh, following closer to Jerome's Latin, closer to the Hebrew, let he the, the Latin word is parvulus. That like a like a like a child right. has no rights, completely dependent on the world, yes. on others around them. A child is told, "Come sit down." Of course, of course, of course, and that's it. That's the response of a mature Christian faith. Of course, right now, you know, sometimes we don't have that. We don't have that, but we we try to keep grinding it out till we get right. to that point where, we, where it truly comes from within. Of course, Lord. Yeah, and, and and we can use the analogies of football or military and things like that, where you get trained so well that you just move at a dime, and and it's and it's not hard. Of course, I do it. In other words, of course, I do it. But the training can be hard. You know, you're what are you doing? You're breaking the hold that something else has on you, and you don't want to let go. Like the pizza that I had delivered to me, you know. Or people with a ice cream uh, addiction or something, but while you're going through that, you're you're grasping on and it's and it's hard. But once you get through that, or quit smoking, or whatever, once you get through that, it's, it's like it's no it's no big deal at all. So um, I, I just encourage everyone who's listening is is that you know you 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 may have given up on getting rid of some detaching your some uh, something that has control over your life but just realize that the initial part of that detachment that uh, the stranglehold that it has on you it is going to be hard but once you get past that and you do you get past that uh, all of a sudden it's of course of course i can't you know you know father it's like the difference when the israelites left egypt it was easy to cross, you know, the river, that river. It was easy to cross it at that time because God parted it through Moses. Right. right? And if they didn't cross, they had an entire very angry, heavily armed 
uh, uh, army of chariots waiting to slaughter them, and those who survive would go back to slavery. So it didn't take much for them to beat feet and make it across that that river. Mm-hmm. But at the second river crossing, the second river crossing into the promised land, that was the one that was harder for them to make because to cross that river and to go into the promised land meant they had to trust God. There were giants waiting over on that other side. There was a there was a whole peoples to be subdued on that side. There was a battle that waited for them. There were struggles ahead. And this is why most people don't want, they fall into sadness yep. and, and and they give into that because the devil is going to project to you all of the reasons not to cross this river. Right. Right. Don't do it. You don't do it. It's going to be too hard. And if you go over there, this is what's going to happen to you. But we have to know that God has promised that we can go through, cross this water, go into the promised land and subdue the, the giants on the other side are inside of us. Those are the giants. That's our real enemy. That's what I think perfecting, getting perfected in perseverance means. You know, once you're perfected in perseverance, you get to, of course, okay? But the but getting there can be tough. Go ahead, Doug. Uh, earlier, Dan, you were talking about Saint Teresa of Avila and what she was saying to her sisters about being bearded men. Well, being bearded and manful. Right, and right. Not, yeah, yeah. not effeminate. Feminine is it's a softness. It's 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 a it's a catering to the softer, finer things. It's catering to the flesh. So effeminacy is sinful, and it draws us down to our lower nature that we just try to 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 again softness. Uh, uh, um, physical and spiritual softness, mental softness, as a, as opposed to mental, physical, spiritual toughness. This is what Teresa of Avila, doctor of the church, by the way, says. So I don't want you to be to be um, effeminate, she says, but be uh, varoniles is a Spanish word to be manful, manful. That doesn't doesn't say that a woman needs to be like a man to be uh, to be fully Christian. But what she's using the imagery of the pursuit of virtue, like a soldier in combat with a beard and ruggedness and endurance. This is what she's saying. This is that pursuit uh, or this is this is this is the pursuit of that is manful and, and deliberate and soldier like. And the opposite is softness. Right. So so sometimes, you, you know, sometimes, you know, we they think we got to do these huge, great penances and and physical bodily penances. And sometimes it's harder just to give up social media. You know, part of our protocol is you no social media, shut it down. I find myself completely distracted. I had to catch myself and say, stop today. I'm not turning my phone on. You know, I'm going to have to stay focused on writing, on prayer, on, on, on what my work is and not get distracted with all these hundred things. That could be something, you know, fasting from those things that provide distraction and pleasure to you. That's one of the hardest things that we find people going through our protocol is that, the, the, the set times of prayer, 6, 12, and 6, five or six minutes of prayer at those hours, and then the media fast is very difficult. I mean, right. I, can't, I can't watch the, the Golden Bachelor. No, no. Yeah. I, I can't read and watch this podcast or read this, watch this movie to distract me. No, you're going to read today's scripture readings. You're going right. to read them and learn to meditate. Focus your thoughts. That's the thing. We always think about Lent as giving up, right? But remember, Jesus gives us three things, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. All three of those militate against the lower self. And so prayer is another thing, even 15 minutes a day, because that's where the battle is taking place. 
mortifying the flesh is important, but the real battle is now that only sets the stage for the hand-to-hand -hand combat, which is right here in the imagination and mm -hmm. the mind and the pre-thinking, right? There was a, we had a presentation by one of the Father Ripperger's psych psychologists, and he gave a, he, he quoted a very interesting study that I thought was pertinent. Um, he says that the, the back brain is the, that's the part of the brain that does big picture, big cogitation, you know, the concepts and the front brain is the detailed portion, he says. And if I butcher that, forgive me. Okay. But more or less, that's, that, that's the concept. Okay. The back brain, big picture, front brain details. The demon's always going to try to keep us focusing on the big picture. You're never going to overcome this vice. You're never going to beat pornography. You're never going to quit drinking. Forget it. You're never going to, your, your, your son is never, your daughter or whatever. They're never going to come back to the church. Your, your, your wife is never going to love you like she used to. You're, you're never going to find a job. You're never going to get your finances in order. You're never, never, never right. Always back here with regret, with shame to keep us grounded in that emotional state. But he says that 30 seconds, he said, uh, um, of, Front brain cogitation, detailed thought, even what we're doing here, just discussing things, fleshing them out in details. 60 seconds, I'm sorry, not 30, 60 seconds of front brain thinking and cogitation and action is equivalent to one dose of antidepressant or anti-anxiety meds. Hmm. So imagine what 15 minutes of detailed meditation Lexio Divina on scripture will do for you if you'll do that every day during Lent. If you'll focus during your rosary and not just do the, the, the you know, the, the, the speed rosary where it's just blah, 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 blah. But if you actually focus, focus your mind attentively upon the mysteries, upon the life of our Lord. If you focus your mind on that for 20 minutes praying the rosary, imagine the healing power, the natural healing power of the brain kicking in through prayer. So not just giving up and grinding it out because a soldier perfects his task. And some of that perfection is knowing the immediate actions that need to take place. So it isn't just learning to do the force marches and 50 mile ruck, mar ruck marches, but also the very detailed, you know, I used to be able to take an M60 machine gun, an M16 rifle and a 45 pistol broken down into the smallest components thrown into a box and blindfold me and I could put them together in, in, in a functional way. Right. Nice. I couldn't do it now. I couldn't even load a BB gun now with blindfolded, you know. But 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 that's the discipline of a soldier, and that comes through through through. But you got to a point where it became easy. My it yoke happen, is it became easy. My yoke is easy. My burden light. That, exactly. That's that's what Jesus meant by that. But it doesn't come without you know having to you know let that whatever has control over us uh, you know release its grasp from us. You were talking. We were talking about masculinity. I was thinking about. How and this is common, I think, but uh, the narrative that they use to talk us out of being masculine men, so toxic masculinity, right? And I think there is such a thing, but they they would use that to to say all masculinity is toxic. No, but there are jerks that beat their wife and and you know abuse their children and but but what they're, they're, they're those are sinful men, you know that that are self centered and. And abusive and, and so that's not what we're talking about obviously we're talking about a, a, a man and that's the opposite father of of effeminacy is machismo that's mm -hmm. also sinful for a man or a woman so right. you have effeminacy we're driven to two extremes to effeminacy and weakness and softness and then machismo you know? yeah yeah that, that, and, and the real man you know yeah. I, I know a, a a monk um who was the formator for the novices 
And I said, what do you teach in these young future monks that, that are, want to become Benedictine monks? He said, I'm just walking them down the litany of St. Joseph. Nice. I'm walking nice. through the virtues. You want nice. to know what a real man is? Look at St. Joseph. Yep. Absolutely. And that's a masculine man, too. Yeah. yeah. And and, yeah. and I like, too, how, you know, he's a masculine man, but he's not demanding attention. And one of my favorite scenes is him, you know, walking out in front, pulling the donkey with with Mary on, on top. You know, he kind of places her on the throne and he's kind of, you know, her uh, helpmate, you know, but but he's yeah. he's he's not reducing himself by doing it. He's actually elevating himself by being that not only a masculine man, but a gentle man, you know, in, in that he's he's uh, knows his role as, as a husband and father and uh, and and does the best ability. So, Dan, uh, we're getting close to the end here, but I wanted to just hit if you could. um here we are. We're entering. This is this goes up on Ash Wednesday again. What what are the what are the essentials? Do you think of of us to be working on? I know you've mentioned a few here, like Lexio Divina. I'm all for that. I think mental prayer would be another one. Uh, adoration. But if you were to, if you've got a captive audience right now, tell us if, in your opinion, what what are what is the the thing or things that you would you would like us to to start up in that spiritual strength training that we call Lent. Yeah, I would say I would begin with one principle and uh, that we've learned uh, working with cases with Father Ripperger in our protocol, and that is the demon responds to the imposition of order as much as to the prayers themselves. So just the imposition of order, we're finding that 90% of the people that come to us clear out just by imposing order and doing our our, 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 our protocol, which was that we, we have an app in the app store if you want to look at it. Um, so just grinding out and by imposing order, ordering the life to prayer is very important. Um, St. Catherine of Siena said that... Um, uh, everyone should pray for 30 minutes a day. If they're very busy, she said, then they should pray for an hour. So setting time aside to pray is very important. That prayer is the soul of the apostle. That prayer is where we, we commune with God. St. Teresa says, communication with him who, whom we know loves us, who dwells within his majesty within. So communing with God, speaking with God regularly, spending set times every day in prayer, ordering the life to prayer. And then I'll give you one last, I need to mention my sponsor, if you don't mind, if I can use your, your platform to mention my sponsor, Absolutely. consecrate yourself to the Virgin Mary. She's right. my sponsor. You want to be safe in spiritual combat. You want to go to the next level. You want to live and persevere in troubling times. Cloak yourself in her mantle. Yes. And so pick up DeMontford's 30, the, 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 the DeMontford's uh, uh, true devotion to the true devotion to Mary. Take seriously. Your mother is calling you. Increase your devotion to her. You know, uh, when I was in Iraq, the tanks, the, the uh, M M M1 tanks, we had had what's called reactive armor, which means when a round, even a tank round, would hit our tank, the, the armor itself was designed to explode outward and explode the armor, the, the, the round before it pierced into the tank. It's called reactive armor. Marian devotion, the cloak of the Virgin Mary, when she wraps her mantle around us, yes. is like reactive armor. You know, I even heard this in session where the demon would say, every time you call on her, she comes, she wraps her mantle around you. The demon knows these things. He knows the power 
of Marian uh, consecration and in, in, in the devotion to her. She is the queen of angels. She's our 12-star general. If I could give one message, again, from my sponsor, the Holy Virgin Mary, consecrate yourself. Take seriously your relationship to her and grow in there. Reach out to her as a child, as a son, as a daughter. Lay everything at her feet. Consecrate yourself to her. Give your Lent to her. Give your family to her. Consecrate everything to her and watch how, how what she will do with what little, what little we have to give to her. She can do miraculous multiple things. Awesome, Dan. It's It's been great having you on. I think this is a lot of good food as we enter into this, uh, like I say, spiritual strength training we call Lent. Uh, let's 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 leave it like let's let it be that uh, so that we can get strong in the Lord and His mighty power. But again, we can get to that point where we are easily led by the Holy Spirit, and we're meeked, right? We're easily led by the Holy Spirit, but it might be a struggle to get the the attachments of our life off of us. I always like to say you're building your mortification muscle. You know, you're getting stronger by dying to the things that have laid hold of us. And I think really that's that's a, a large part what Lent's all about in preparation for what? Holy Week. You know, that, that holiest of holy weeks uh, where our Lord uh, suffered and died for us and rose again. Uh, so let's make it the best Holy Week ever by um, helping ourselves to become strong in the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Dan. Good to have you again. Awesome. Always. Thank you always, Father and, and Doug.